Okay, and uh, welcome back to the Puckish Podcast. That's P-U-C-K-I-S-H, the Puckish Podcast. And uh, this is a very special episode because it's our second ever guest on uh, Skills Pay Bills, the segment where we ask interesting uh, people about the industries that they're working in, the, the, the interesting jobs that they are up to in their daily lives. So that's why... We have with us Clarence Lim with us, the project manager of a events company, and he's also an influencer on Instagram. Ooh, thank you for coming. Hey, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and I'm, well, I'm here uh, by the you? way. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never introduced my <laughs> co-host, uh, YJ, the wallflower. Yeah, was that a good enough uh, introduction for you, Clarence? Are you happy no, with I, that? I thought you were saying more things, you know, about how... Oh, okay, okay. okay, let me give some yeah. context as to how I met you, okay? <laughs> so we met through friends and, and somehow, you know, we, we became close and then I know you as this person who always likes to eat a lot, who dresses quite well, who models for, for men's fashion and things like that. Can I just and say also, he eats a lot and he still has like a very nice six pack? Yeah, I don't like, understand. I don't understand. No lah. It's unfair. Nonsense. You know? <laughs> yeah, no. Nonsense. You eat it's way really, more than all really of us. <laughs> yeah. Hello, YJ. You have a better body than me. Okay, no, not nonsense. <laughs> Don't talk rubbish. Yeah. So that's how we met you, and you have a sexy body. You 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 do <laughs> you, you do fashion for men, <laughs> menswear and uh, watches and things like that, and also you work in the events industry. Which I mean, given the past few months, it hasn't been doing well. So that's I think why we wanted to we were interested like, to find out what how you guys have yeah. been managing and coping. So maybe you can just. Like start off by telling us like what was your earliest memory of an event that had like the biggest uh, inspiration to you to want to start in this industry? Um, actually, very weirdly, uh, when I was in school, I don't know why I wrote down. You know, like they always ask you a question yeah. like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Wait, in secondary school or yeah, wow. in secondary school. What is so? Early? Yeah, super early, and then um, I don't know why, but I remember clearly that I was. Contemplating whether to write down uh, like a hotel manager or like an event planner, right? Mm, yeah. And I have no idea what the job entails, but <laughs> I somehow just wrote events planner, and I never even took it as like a goal that I wanted to reach. So right. when I came out from the army, and then so um, it was quite I would say coincidental because a friend of mine that I I knew from partying, he he was like, hey. I wanted you to intern for me before, you know, mm. and you didn't come in the end. So now you're out from army. Why not just come and try? So I decided yeah. to go, and it turns out like they were part of the the company that actually created and 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 run Singapore Fashion Week and Audi Fashion Festival. So, oh. uh, yeah. And the thing is, my friend used to invite me to all these events, so I used to attend the events. Right, I used to attend Audi Fashion. I used to mm. attend like parties at like wherever, and I always thought that it would be interesting so when i went into this industry through my friend uh it was really like i had no expectations i don't even know what i'm supposed to do but i just learned from there <laughs> yeah and then it, it turned out like i was there from the start till now la. oh so it's your first company until now la. yeah technically wow. i mean wow I, yeah i mean uh it's been seven years and oh and I mean, my friend now moved on and he has another company, but I stayed on the, the original one. And yeah, basically, we, we, we are still doing what we're doing. <laughs> oh, nice. 
So yeah. I mean, in secondary school, you wrote down events planner and ho- like hotel manager. Was there like a certain memory or impression you had of that kind of hospitality role that that actually made you write it, or was it just something you thought of on yeah. the spot when you were no. young? No. Okay. Can I just say right? Knowing Clarence, right? He is very, very, very methodical, and he everything must go according to plan one. So I I can <laughs> see why he. Why he he put events planner when he was younger? I I don't know. I really okay. Honestly, for the hotel part, I think I can answer. I didn't I didn't actually write down hotel, but I was contemplating okay. which one to write. In the end, mm, I wrote okay. event planner. But yes. for the hotel one, right. I understand why it was in my mind. It was because I actually used to be very into like this whole travel uh mindset. Like you know, mm. my goal is I want to see the world, and right. when when I thought about that it was like okay, it's about travel, it's about hotels, it's about hospitality. So, yeah, that's when I thought like maybe I'll do something like that one day. And and to me, I guess people people matter a lot. So mm-hmm. it's about meeting a lot of different peoples. And I I guess hotels also you can lah. But I mean, technically my events is is I mean it's quite interesting. It's very fun. I meet a lot of people in my life really. So. So what nice. were your first expectations when you entered the f- the company? Were there anything like you you thought that uh, a fashion in in a event is going to run, or like anything like that? Any like initial expectation? Oh wow, a lot of glitz and glamour things like that. Yeah, so that's the thing. Everybody thinks it's all glam, right? Yeah. Uh, so I was, I mean honestly, to be fair, I guess I also thought it would be a bit you know all glam <laughs> and like you'll meet like designers you meet celebs and all that which you do but at the same time people don't understand that it's a lot of hard work and it's it's really from start to finish like i had to do proposals without knowing how to do proposals <laughs> and <laughs> and like i learned the hard way like really really it was it was, it was quite fun lah and tough mm. yeah so uh i mean you you are definitely interested in one thing. For example, if you're interested in a car brand, so if you do that proposal for the car brand, yeah. you probably can ace it because you are into cars. Yeah. But if let's say I'm into fashion, but I'm not into like all sorts of brands, and suddenly I do a, a, a certain brand that I don't like, yeah. it's gonna be quite tough, you know. You have but you have to be adaptable. Mm. So people don't tell you that, you know. Like you have to adapt, you have to be strong, you have to be creative. Yeah. Mm. Maybe you can so, take us through the process, law. Like what, what, what you actually do from like planning stage all the way to execution. Mm. So okay, first of course you receive the brief yeah. from the client. So it depends on what they want to do. Is it a private event? Is it a event for the public? Uh, how many days? Uh, is there celebrity involved? So from there, then that's when we will do the proposal for them. We have to answer the brief. So basically, it's like um, coming up with the creatives from the start. Yeah. Um, I think that is the most exciting and fun part for me because whatever ideas you have or you've seen it done overseas or you you can take inspiration from like concerts or from I don't mm. know F one or from wherever, mm. and that's when you put it into your deck and then yeah. So that's the first step, like yeah. creatives, and then uh, of course if let's say they will also ask you to propose like let's say uh, media or uh, celebs so mm. that's when you have to link and see who's suitable for the brand will this person bring enough uh, awareness or eyeball for the event how do how you then, select <laughs> like, yeah so the thing is yeah so we must also be very current 
that's the thing. We need to oh. know who is who is uh trending right now, for example. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of I would say being street smart also. Mm. But at the same time also having connections, I guess. Because oh. if you don't know who's in the in the industry, like you don't know who's the latest radio DJ, for example, or you don't know yeah. who's the latest uh I don't know, media celebrity or something mm-hmm. like that. Or you don't know who's the latest Hollywood star. Like for example, like long ago, if let's say nobody knew about Dua Lipa. Yeah. And I knew because I went to her meet and greet for like a very small gathering. Last time it was mm. like about 100 people that went to see Dua Lipa. When was this? I, I can't remember the year, but it was re- like really few months before she broke out. Yeah, and she was I in Singapore. I only found out about her last year. Yeah, so it was a few months before she broke out, but it's a few years ago. La, and then yeah. she had a meet and greet in GW Marriott. And I went and I was like, wow, I really love her. I like her and I, I, I think she can be a star. And true enough, like, wow, oh my God. Like a few months later, she became so big. Everybody knew her <laughs> on the radio and all that. So right. imagine if we knew of her earlier and we can yeah. bring her to do our event. It's like, it'd be quite good. La. So it's about tying up these people with the brand as well. Mm. Yeah, so from there we'll go back to the client, then the client will yeah, you know, like they'll approve or they'll reject or whatever. Yeah. And then from there we have to take care of production as well. So mm. my production team will come in and that's when we'll do the build setup. Like it's either we are building a full full outdoor tentage and stuff like that. Uh like what we did for Audi, Audi Fashion Fest or um Cartier event. Mm. Or if it's in the store, then it's depending on what kind of setups, you know, like they want photo booths, they want uh, installation, yeah, that kind of thing. And of course, running the event on the days uh, of the live event. Uh. And mm. uh, for celebrity, yes. So if you have celebrity, sometimes, actually most of the time, we'll take care of the, the celebrity uh, engagement as well. So we'll get them from Jet Key Airport or wow. we'll get the, yeah, we'll, we'll prepare the chauffeurs, we'll prepare the hotel, we'll... Uh, take care of all the meals. We'll chaperone them to like from location to location. Because normally, if you engage and like a huge celebrity, we will do. Yeah. Of course, we will make the most out of it. So it's not mm. just the event. There will be lunches. There will be media. There will be yeah, all these engagements lah. Wow, so you're spending a lot of time with them lah from from the time that they land in Singapore. Yeah, I mean it depends because uh, my team uh we will always split the roles so. There are, there, are, there are a few times that I'm the one chaperoning but oh. then again we are doubling up like, we have a lot of roles like on that day I'm chaperoning but at the same time I'm handling MC I'm going on to stage I'm going on this so it's quite a crazy crazy um, job I would say yeah it but sounds like you have so many hats to wear <laughs> with one job it's yeah. like each, each yeah. role sorry each role <laughs> you kind of do is like it can be a job on its own yes like for, for coordinator. So, yeah <laughs> That's the thing. So sometimes, of course, if it's really huge and we have like 1,000, 2,000 over packs, like invitation and including like celebrity and all that, right? We might hire our ex-colleagues or like freelancers to handle the celebrity portion, for example, mm. or the the chef or the, the chauffeurs, the cars and all that. Yeah. Like what you do now, was it something you first expected to do when you started out? Uh, not entirely. Because <laughs> I guess you started as a person going to these events. Yeah. yeah. And probably going in as a spectator. So, like, you how has that changed? Everything. Yeah. You saw all the nice stuff. Then after that, working behind the scenes, how has it changed? I, I went the reverse way, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I, I, at first it was really, really, really tough. Like there are days where I'm like, oh my God, why, why am I doing this? You know, I'm so tired. Um, but a part of me is always thinking that it's okay. I can, I can do it. I want to do it. Like I want to yeah. prove something like that sense, I guess. So mm. I, I, I got the hang of it. I think maybe in a year's time, I got a hang of it. And yeah, after it, it just got easier. Really, for me, it really got easier. Um, so like, why, why do you find working in events exciting? Like what, what do you think is the most interesting part of the events industry? Since you've like done so many roles, is there a certain one that sticks out to you that you look forward to? Wow. I don't know what really sticks out to me. Because mm. I, I like a lot of what I do. Mm. Uh, I think the, the, more, the most important thing for me is, number one is how we bring our ideas to life. Mm. yeah I think that's very important because you know you can always be creative you can always think like okay you want to achieve this you want to do this you want to make sure this is you know can, it can be built and it can be shown you know like an installation like an art piece or whatever and sometimes if you don't get it then it's like uh, very frustrating okay no, right, yeah. maybe we can try this for another another client or another event so when things actually come to life and when you do the show programming and you produce the show and all that and it's just very fulfilling that part mm. and I think of course it ties ties a lot to people mm-hmm. like people that you meet on site like your suppliers your vendors your AV guy your video guy yeah mm. yeah I think it, that's why it, it's quite it's quite I would say very human touch to it uh. mm. yeah. right and I find this interesting because I've like when I was in Myanmar I worked in the events I worked a like events job for about a year and I think one of the most interesting parts was also thinking of building something and creating something actually help it come to life. And the more complicated or the tougher it is to build build it and if it's built, it's more satisfying. Yeah. So what, what was that thing for you? Like what was a challenging project that you took on that gave you the most satisfaction? Hmm. Okay, maybe I would say about two years ago, Hugo Boss, we mm-hmm. actually did a very huge show for them. It was a three-day event and we had like two major celebrities, Chris Hemsworth and Sebastian oh my Stan. God, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so I think it was it was it was a milestone for me, I guess. Cause mm. uh even though we've planned like so many fashion week, we've we've pl- we've met so many celebrities and designers, but I think that one really reminded me a lot because we were doing so many things at one time. We had the fashion show, we had the meet and greet in the store, mm. we had the lunches, we had the dinners, and it was it really. I, I we had to activate the entire company, <laughs> and usually and usually my events right, even yeah. though if it's a if it's a big event in a in a way, it's only my team and my team is like four or five people. Right. Oh. Yeah. So, but for this one, we had to bring like everyone, which is like, I would say maybe fifteen. So oh, wow. plus volunteers, how many are there actually? Like plus all those um, that we call. Okay, usually all these we don't really have volunteers. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, usually we will get part timers and yeah. or or like talents lah to like help oh. be ushers or whatever or to do the registration. But of course, like one main person from my side will have to still manage the registration because we know our guests, we know who's yeah. the VIP, we know who's the socialites, we know who's the media. And um, yeah, so only only time we use like volunteers and all that is probably for Fashion Week because oh. it's a it's technically a 
a huge thing and a lot of art students or fashion students in in Singapore want to actually volunteer because I mean it's experience firstly and secondly I yeah. think because you know they get to meet designers and stuff like that lah. Mm. Okay. So for this Hugo Boss event, like, what what was the, like, the total manpower, like, the strength and all that? Like, how 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 many hands does it take to to run a Hugo Boss event? Well, it's gonna be so hard to count. The entire MBS team had to be with me. Oh my god! <laughs> entire MBS team, banquet team, uh, even the like Hugo Boss team, mm. my and of course my side and then yeah, we have okay. we yeah. even have to coordinate with uh, Singapore media which is like all the magazines like you yeah. know your Harper's Bazaar your yeah all those lah because mm. we do have we, we also had like private uh, me and greet for, oh. for them right so that's why I say this like two three days of event it was like crazy it was it was very very fulfilling <laughs> how, how long did you guys take to plan it out yeah I would say about five to six months, which is actually wow. considered quite short. Yeah, because there was so much coordination to go about. Yeah. yeah. There's so many moving parts to it. And, and I think we kind of know you as a very meticulous person. Yeah. And when there's so many moving parts, I'm sure there are things that, that definitely go wrong. Like what, how do you usually deal with these situations if something fucks up. is out of your control or something fucks up basically? <laughs> Just let it go. Huh? <laughs> okay, honestly, with with the number of years that I've been doing this, right? Yes, I may seem like a very intense and <laughs> aggressive person to you guys in, 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 in as friends, right? But I think when it comes to working, I yes, a part of me still feels like, no, we need to do things a certain way. We still need to fulfill this. We still yeah. need to make sure this happens. But sometimes secretly or, or, or I'll show it to my colleagues like, you know what? just let it go and mm. like it's time to think of another solution rather than just talk about it or like just mm. let it go la. like right, just yeah. move on because there's no time and sometimes it's like within that split second you know mm. like I mean look for example uh, it just came to my mind like I remember after the whole uh, fashion show and the backstage thing Chris Hansworth was supposed to go like to the car like the back mm. the, like go back to the car park and go for a dinner or something because of that he had a flight to go somewhere lah. Okay. And he was, and he just looked at me and he just did this like, like that. Okay, I don't think you can see him, but he just did this. He wanted uh. to drink at the, he wanted to drink at the after party and I was just like, <laughs> yeah. So, I was so stressed because I was like, how do you say no to Thor? Like, how do you so say how no do to you him? Say, do you say no to him? No, I just look at him and like, uh, <laughs> then I look at another person and I was like, okay, bye. Did, did I, that just I, happen? Yeah, I just like, okay, bye. And I just left to go to the after party to, because I had another role there. Okay, right, I had to do right. something else. So I was just like, okay, what happened? So I just texted my colleagues like, um, so is he coming or is he going? Because if he's coming to after party, I have to make sure there's a VIP yeah. area for him. Yeah. And then thank God, like people managed to push him into the lift to go. <laughs> to like, <laughs> to like go. So he actually <laughs> wanted to party. He wanted to have a drink and like uh. chill, I guess. But come on, you are like Chris Hemsworth. I can't just let you suddenly come and chill because people won't be chill. People will go all around you. Yeah, right? Hello. I got yeah, security sure. and everything. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, we, we had we had security tagged to him 24-7, but it's just that we can't control a swarm of people all of yeah. a sudden. Yeah. yeah, especially when I have no like VIP area for him. So quite quite difficult. Like it wasn't planned. Like, he wasn't supposed to go there. Hmm. <laughs> That's like super interesting too. Do you have like any other stories of yeah anyone Any else challenging that, things that yeah. you can share challenging yeah like m- maybe 
I don't know, like events that were that that you felt like you you really had no control over, and somehow it just you. I just don't think I can say the brand. Like like basically yeah, yeah. the the worst event you have. Yeah, you okay. You don't have to say the van, the, the, the brand, but but what happened? And okay, how I wouldn't do you say it's to solve it. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's it's the worst event because yeah. I still had fun and I met people from like New York, the New York okay. team that were oh. amazing, and and we we had a debrief together and basically we 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 love each other. But <laughs> yeah, but the Singapore Bonded team through suffering. Yes, because the new no the New York team is actually the client. Oh, oh okay, okay. So. Uh, As in the 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 main client, but yeah, my client yeah, is Singapore based, right? Oh, okay, okay. So the New York team and I had a whole like talk, and we were like, okay, so now we know who's the problem, you know? Oh. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I suffered then because there were a lot of requests and mm. a lot of expectations, but no money, no budget, and it was I and 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 last time I wasn't like exactly like a managerial level yet you know mm. i was just like two three years you know two years into it so mm. yeah I, I i i thought like i did good in a sense where like i had to put my foot down and say no to some things and just provide alternatives and like just try to to manage it like, like you know make sure that i'm firm but i'm not being rude or turning them down straight away because you know after all they're still the clients right yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it was quite bad because I think that was my first event that I kind of like teared. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It was because it was like also during the period of our fashion week. So, oh, I so it was so, like two events together concurrently. Yeah. I was. I was. I was like handling so many things. Oh. And, and that event was not exactly very easy also because like, we had two major celebrities coming and yeah. I was like oh my god mm. yeah so <laughs> it sounds that celebrities definitely make your life tougher <laughs> Every actually life. actually not really the celebrity part was okay it was uh. more like what we had to do because they think that the celebrity would want this or oh. like you know okay. yeah people yeah people try we, we try to obviously make it luxurious as possible as comfortable as possible i mean that's our job lah. but the difficult part was really they 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 did not accept a lot of alternatives and they still wanted things that we outrightly say that this is how much and how much but they refused to tell us about the budget and and huh? oh yeah so we yeah so basically we had to do a automatum like okay if you don't sign this quotation by because okay for example let's say my event is on monday to wednesday for yeah. example you know, sorry, uh, like Thursday, okay, let's say Wednesday to Friday, okay? Yeah. And then, on the previous Friday, they haven't even signed my quote, you know? <laughs> wow. And I really started building things. I really started, like, doing all the coordination and the celebrity is still coming. So, I, I obviously have to move on and I need yeah. to know whether you agree to my quote because I cannot just tell my supplier, yeah, sure, bring this, bring this, bring this, do this, but then they don't agree to the quote, so I can't, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I think that was the <laughs> very, very stressful part. For me, lah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it sounds like it came from more of the client side, like like clients yeah. not not being decisive yeah, or managing their expectations and all yeah, that. or like maybe trying to lowball us, lah. In that sense, where like mm. they think that oh, I don't sign now, then I just negotiate with you after the event. But it's it's not fair to us because it's not fair to our supplier. So 
like I can't confirm them they do it and then after that what you cut me so I cut them like doesn't it's not fair yeah yeah, yeah so we we are always the middle middle person so mm. we basically we have a lot of things to do <laughs> it's a lot okay <laughs> yeah we, we kind of established that just now it's a crazy amount of of yeah. hats to wear I even do I even do accounting okay I'm like my own PL. Like I do my own PL. I control it. Like I, I make sure that I'm I'm you know hitting a certain percentage and stuff like that. Yeah. But okay, but you, I can't say yeah. I can't say for all events companies, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure if depends on the like size that, and so. everything, right? Yeah, I think one unique thing about mine is also we do a lot more uh private, a lot of more fashion, luxury, lifestyle events. Because mm. we don't really do like the boat shows kind or or the oh, right. open or like the public kind, you know, the weekends, yep. those kind mm. of, yeah, we, we don't really do that. Do you think for um, fashion-focused events, do you think there's a unique challenge to it compared to the other type of like, maybe those yeah. food fairs or like IT fairs, those kind of events? Do you think like fashion has its own unique um, challenges? Yeah, or requirements or things like that, yeah. I would say yes, because um, it's about brand, brand image or so. Oh. so for example if let's say LV wants to do an event you can't you can't just anyhow suggest or or do a certain way because it has to everything has to be like magic you know <laughs> like like LV standard yeah so mm. it's just an example lah. Mm. but but I'm not saying that food clients are less important because of course there are certain certain brands also that are very uh luxury yeah. Yeah. So for example, if let's say it's a, a food brand that has like caviar and stuff like that, of course we have right. to also ad- adhere to, to it being like uh that kind of standard lah. Like a high high standard like high, for example yeah, like caviar or champagne, like high yeah, high end champagne, yeah, yeah. things like that. Mm. Yeah. But I, of I course think... I, I will enjoy a lot more events also that are are, are more fun, I guess. Like mm. very chill, you know, like save like last time we we, we actually had a client who part- participated in Saver. So we had a booth there with our client and it was just very fun. Even though it's it's a it's a champagne brand. Mm. But everyone had fun. It was like just crazy. Because yeah. <laughs> everyone had champagne. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> champagne. And you know, it's surrounded by all the Michelin food. And then like, oh, wow. yeah, so I mean, it, 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 it has to look good. As in yep. the setup, the, the production has to look good. Uh, the event has to go smoothly but at the same time we will have fun yeah. but do you have to manage like drunk people or you know drunk clients <laughs> or celebrities or things like that yeah of course like <laughs> especially um, for us I think safety is very important yeah mm-hmm. so this kind of things we make sure that okay we know what's the emergency we know that uh, there's an, we, we hire ambulance for example we hire medics oh. so yeah we we, we we do that for a lot of our events mm. yeah and uh Again, I don't know why, but it's in my mind. Hugo Boss event, like mm. <laughs> must be we, Thor, we the Thor effect. <laughs> yeah, we had we had like people getting drunk, and then yeah, we had to like carry them out, uh, assist assist oh, wow. them. Yeah, assist them. Yeah, I mean we 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 have to make sure that things go smoothly and mm. they 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 get into the cab or whatever because we don't want mishaps lah. Yeah. yeah actually when you mentioned installations right I remember one memory that I had of you was you had to you met us for dinner and then you were doing some uh, some presentation for an installation I can't remember what event it was but then uh, you were sort of doing up the 
ideation of how the event will look like. Then how do you, I always wanted to ask you, like how do you actually decide or how do you actually know how, how much the installation will cost and how do you manage that in your, in your overall uh, quotation and all that? So we will always like speak to our production team who will yeah. then also bring in the vendors. Lah. So we have a lot of people who are, uh, I would say, working partners with us. Mm. So it's very easy for us to like, you know, if we do a rendering or we do a drawing and we just send to them and say, hey, uh, we want to do this. How much would it be? And also like based on what material we want, then they can roughly estimate for us. But of course, if let's say it's, if it's simple things that we already know or we have done many times and we just need to do our own internal calculations, then yeah. we will normally just estimate. Lah. Yeah. I see. Yeah, but, I would think if you've done it a few times, you probably could roughly tell the cost of something. Yeah, but but if it comes to special materials or yeah. things that you can't get locally, you have to bring it from China or bring it from Europe or whatever, then of course, we try not to estimate because it's going to be yeah. quite off. Yeah. Then if it's like new concepts like that you you know you haven't really seen in Singapore, then how, how do you go about doing so? Yeah, we'll check your suppliers or okay. we have to. Because they would they would have seen a lot more so yeah mm. yeah and they they have equipments they have the the warehouse so they can roughly estimate la. Mm. Mm. but okay so for example like if something is used for an event do you guys keep it or does the supplier keep it <laughs> okay depends right. so if it's usually like we have okay we have a lot of retainer clients and mm. a lot of them which is really good they are environmentally conscious as well so some things that they built which is of good material so for example like i mentioned to you, you know how our luxury clients they all want really good production right so a lot of things have to be really like standard and yeah we can't just use cheap stuff like cheap wood or whatever so we use really good materials and it's good that sometimes they think of the next event so they're like hey okay maybe don't make this table for example too big so we can reuse it for the next activation mm. yeah so we do have that but at the same time not a lot because number one you have no place to store it unless your client has a warehouse that they already own and they can store it there or they actually have suppliers who can, they, who they, who they can store with yeah yeah and uh, a lot of times or so of course sometimes they don't have a lot of budget so we don't make things like using marble for example <laughs> you know <laughs> it will be like just of course plywood and laminate finishing and stuff like yeah. that so of course these things will get tossed out but i think what i like about us is that sometimes you will still check in with people like hey uh does anyone from the client side want this want to keep yeah. it you know uh if not it'll be discarded or yeah. like like whether we can reuse it repurpose it for another event meaning to say the structure is there, but of course we will we will reskin it, we will re-laminate it and stuff like that lah for to use for our other events. To make it new again and look yeah, different. And so we don't like waste that. the wood, we don't waste <laughs> but it's 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 quite tough also, lah, I must say. Yeah. yeah. Okay, like just now you mentioned the environmentally friendly part of um, some clients that they want to be conscious yeah. of that. Like do you think there's some way to go for events to be more environmentally friendly? because sometimes we see like we go to events they give out things for free like goodie bags and stuff like that and you see that on the floor near the exit yeah. most yeah. of the time like 
I find it so wasteful, but some clients want it and some people actually complain if they don't have it, like the customers. <laughs> like, so like, I know, do you think there can, there's a balance to be found um, with this at events? Mm. I think so far things have been improving. Mm. I would mm. say a lot of people are working or collaborating with a lot of uh, reusable things, you know. Uh, I I see a lot less like, hey, let's print flyers and give out. Or like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it's really way lesser. Now everything's like, you know, they're using, obviously they're using social media, they're using like ads. Right. Um, but of course, we have to satisfy the other side, which is the consumers as well, right? So mm. a lot of times when we give things for people who attend the events, it's actually with meaning. So it's either clients' products, samples, or if it's in a packaging that can be reusable or uh, um, like it's a dual function, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Then, I mean, I see that a lot more now compared mm. to last time. So I guess we are finding our way on the way to that yeah yeah i mean obviously we can do so much better but then right. again it's like how we need we need to put time into it as well like. yeah mm. i think we will wrap up the first part with i mean uh, a question about you know we we, we all know given the covid19 crisis um the events industry obviously has been really hard hit la. so you know how how have the how has the companies been doing to mitigate this uh you know this whole thing uh? Yeah, it's actually quite bad. Um, I think, okay, so in January, we had a, a couple of events and mm. it was quite good. And then, of course, things got worse, right? So yep. essentially, we're looking at already like five, six months of, of like zero events. Mm. So that basically means no revenue coming in. Lah. Wait, since uh, February? Fe- oh, yeah. Okay. So it's quite a hit for sure. Uh, I'm not sure what the industry as a whole is doing because I, I do know some people have closed down. Some people oh. let go, let go oh. their employees. Uh, and of course, there's pay cuts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's happening for sure. But uh, for my side also, we, we are trying to steal ourselves and, mm. and we are learning new things. So mm. uh, I think it's good because you know, now everything is about tech, digital. Yeah. Yeah. So I that's something that we're looking into. And we're, we're still busy. We're still p- doing a lot of pitches for a lot of our clients that we want to move from um, offline to online, basically. So you're, mm. you're talking about like digital experience. La. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, something like, you know, a virtual pop-up store. Okay. Along mm. that kind of lines. Yeah. Oh, that that sounds like you need a, a new set of skills really like digital yeah. skills to yeah <laughs> to so yeah. it's quite tough I mean what, what have you sure. learned uh, I, 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 I'm supposed to be taking out some courses right but I obviously <laughs> have no time to finish all of it <laughs> but the first one that I'm actually still on is digital marketing okay. so I think that could help me better with uh, the whole online thing like, basically the whole tech part of it and mm-hmm. also maybe to to do more copywriting yeah. Yeah, for, for all these things online. Mm. Uh, and then other things I, I'm interested to learn actually, but may not necessarily be part of what I'm doing now. But it's like After Effects and UI, UX mm. oh. designing. Yeah, so it, it, it ties in, but obviously I'm not going to be an expert like in what 
two, three yeah. months, four months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just online courses, you know. I obviously need to go to like a school or something. Mm. I mean, people study years and years for this. So yeah. obviously, we are not going to, you know, be able to be experts, lah, basically. But of course, we can still be the ones servicing. We can still have the ideas there. And then from there, we, we work together with uh, suppliers as well. Right. For this, yeah. Have there been any like, like successful transitions from offline to online events that you've seen uh, actually, so far? There, yeah, there are a few now, but uh, like done overseas and all that. Of okay. course, you know, you know, of course, like uh, the principal or like the global companies obviously will do it first. So, for example, mm. like Audi, Audi has done it, uh, some virtual like launch thing for their new car, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but Singapore, we are also doing some stuff. Like we are planning with some of the clients. Uh, but of course, it's later. Because I know like, for example, the parent company in France is really going to start soon. But ours will come maybe two months later. Mm. But we are working on it. Yeah, so uh, I think a lot of people are trying to steer towards that. Right. But also, I can see a little bit of hope in people that, okay, maybe we still can do uh offline you know we can still do like a private event in the store or something like that but <clears throat> so far yeah not 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 mm. so much yet <laughs> like so from this point onwards do you see more events going online because I, i'm thinking that it's similar to education in a sense that education you have to go to school yeah. um, which is an offline thing but now there are online classes and people are starting to see the value in that do you see a similar transition for events? Like events have always been mostly been offline. Like people enjoy the experience, but yeah. they can see it happening online as well. Um, do you see like a transition in the future? Actually, I think it's a temporary thing. Like mm. it's going to be a short term thing. Okay. Yeah, because even today, I know people in the industry and in the media that are saying that, you know what? The human factor is there. People oh. want to go out. People want right. to meet meet people people want to right, yeah. mingle people want to chat people want to like enjoy time together and not do like a zoom call or like a, <laughs> or, meet, but, like, or like do a virtual meet right like yeah, what's the point yeah. like so i think in this current situation a lot of things are on the fence now because i feel like 50 percent of the people may have a uh, tech fatigue which is yeah. you know they they don't even want to like can you imagine monday to friday you are working from home, you're doing Zoom calls with your colleagues, talking about work. Yeah. When, you've, when you're done with work, what are you going to do? Like, chat with your loved ones online also. On Zoom or watch, again. <laughs> yeah, or like watch Netflix or like use your phone on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, right? It's yeah. just so tiring. So, I think people naturally will one day yeah, be that's like, a good point. Yeah, yeah so it, it's really fatigue. Like, mm. honestly, and for me, right, I... I even before all this happened, when I was in the office and all that with my colleagues, right, years ago, I always used to tell them I hate technology. I really, really hate technology. Like, I can't deal with it. Every time there's a tech part to my event, right, I'm just like, okay, I can't. Like, whatever. Right. I, I'll listen, but I, I, I don't care because to me, it's so boring. It's like, I don't mm. give a shit. There's no human interaction to it. There's no like... Dude, I don't even know... That. I don't even know what you're asking me to do with a quick time just now. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, you're starting to get yeah. frustrated a bit, right? <laughs> yeah, because I'm just like, fuck this technology. Like what record my voice with this shit quick time and when I open my quick time, where the fuck is it? I don't even see it, right? So, <laughs> basically, 
I just hate technology, but mm. um, yeah, I'm trying to like get into expand it. Expand Expand yeah. your skills. Yeah. <laughs> and one question I think um, is interesting to ask is what is a common misconception about yeah. the events industry that you've heard people talk about before and you are like, that's not true at all. Yeah, that's not true. And you want to like say it's not true. Like once for all, I like set the record straight. <laughs> I don't really hear a lot of things about events industry, but the, the mm. really the common one is like, wow, your 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 life very interesting. Like so glamorous. Mm. Wow, you get to meet so many celebrities. <laughs> oh, you're friends with this person and this person. Then yeah. sometimes I'm like, but I know these person. I know these people since long time ago even before yeah. we were all working because they were like my friends from outside like i used to party with these people i used to i know these people from my best friends or whatever you know yeah so it, it just made actually it, it, it made my job easier because i i knew these people mm. and i guess honestly connection works in that sense mm. yeah i mean think about it how did i get my job in the first place it's through my friend also yeah that's so, true <clears throat> so i guess i guess it's a it's a good thing, la. like, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, people always think it's glamorous and and easy, easy life, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but it's not. Not from what you've told us so far. It's yeah. some shit. <laughs> hey, shit. I don't work really. It's okay. fun. I mean, it's good, la, but. <laughs> you have to okay, really, we'll, really love the job uh, to do it, I guess. Yeah, like with that, right, let's say someone wants to enter the events industry after knowing all this, like what kind of yeah. advice do you think you can give them? I would say try. I would say try. Mm. And then from there, if you really don't think you have the passion for it, then you should move on because events is really very tiring. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love my job. Honestly, I do. I love my job. So I think 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, I think I can still do what I'm doing. Mm. Even though a part of me is like, um, if I got late night set up, what if I got backache, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to be old next time. But then again, I also have colleagues who are like 40 plus and just gave birth or whatever and they're still doing it and <laughs> they're strong. So I guess I can be too, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I think it's interesting that you... You know, while in your day-to-day job, you interact with uh, celebrities, you know, who attend your events. But then you're also quite well-known in some circles as an influencer for, you know, men's fashion and lifestyle brands. So how do you find <laughs> this new side gig? How do you stumble upon this? Um. Okay, maybe from the beginning. Like, basically, when I first started, like, Instagram, right, I... I used to curate my feet nicely. Like there was a certain color tone, yeah. uh, certain kind of photos that go up only, you know, that, like basically I curated. Like it was for fun. Like, you know, I was just trying out. And then uh, that garnered some attention, I guess, but I'm not sure who or what or whatever. I don't know what country or whether you're Singaporean or not. This was what year? I don't know. Oh. Hey, I got goldfish memory. Tw- Ask me all these questions. <laughs> 20, okay, 20, yeah, Nigel, do your research. 13? 2012 or 13? Um, 20, I, I think 20, early 2014. Because, oh. okay, maybe, maybe like 2012, 2013, I was really garnering like Using, yeah, yeah. some, uh, I don't know what you call that, support. A following. Know. Yeah, following. And then, uh, following, okay. And 
in 2014, randomly one day I woke up and I thought I got hacked. I legit thought I got hacked from Instagram because uh, I used to on notifi- notifications for Instagram. So yep. when oh. people like or comment or whatever or follow you, it will just show, right? So it was nonstop. When I woke up, it was just nonstop. My phone was just <laughs> going on and on. And on. I was like, <laughs> fuck, I got hacked. I got hacked. What do I do? So I got, I got, I got a bit scared. And then when I opened uh. Instagram, it was just crazy. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then I went to a message from one of an acquaintance of mine who's a yeah. Singaporean photographer who is quite famous. Mm. So he randomly just, hey, congrats. And I was like, huh? Like for what? <laughs> so I asked him like, oh my God, what's happening? I was like, I thought I got hacked. Then he was like, no, Instagram featured you. So I was like, oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, then I realized um, Instagram actually uh, private messaged me as well. So I scrolled to the message and I read it and then it was like some... I think some picture or whatever that says, oh, um, they are featuring me for this period or whatever uh, for having, I don't know what they said, I forgot, but basically they featured me. And I was like, huh, okay, this thing existed. I didn't even know. And then from like, I think, I think it was like 10K followers to like suddenly became like 43 or something. And I was just like, yeah, I was like, what the fuck is happening to me? That's four times. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I was a bit like, shot and like what the fuck do i do but of course after that i think when i spoke to some friends who are like in the industry like media or whatever they really yeah. so, they told me that some of these are like bots or so because mm, mm. when instagram feature you all the bots will also just randomly follow yeah to write yeah, the hype so, yeah so basically in that that on that day when i reached to like 42 or 43k and then uh within like two weeks it died down la. so it died down to like uh, maybe 39 or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's the start of like how it happened and I was just like, oh, okay, law. But I mean, I never thought of me being an influencer or whatever. I was just like, okay, whatever. Mm. Yeah. And then I think that's when slowly things started <laughs> to happen. But how did, how did people approach you to, you know, sell their stuff or market their stuff? They usually private message or email lah. Oh. like the, the clients or the brands I think also you see again back to the whole connection thing like because yeah. I had friends who work in the PR industry or the media yeah. industry and they just contacted me like hey guys I mean hey guys what am I talking about hey clams <laughs> <laughs> like, you refer hey. to yourself as guys <laughs> yeah what the fuck okay like hey clams um, I got this thing new product blah blah I'm gonna try blah, 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 that kind of thing so it started up from there hmm. yeah and oh. When I, I when I when I post all these things, then I guess that's when it got attention from other clients as well. Yeah. Oh, do you remember your first client? Huh? <laughs> I ask this kind of question. How I know? Then was it the fashion? Was it? <laughs> I don't know lah. <laughs> I really don't know. I really don't keep track. Or or is there like um favorite brand you've worked with? Yeah. I don't really have a favorite brand that I work with, but. The notable ones, I would say that I really was super excited that mm. was like Adidas. Shout out, shout out. Oh, uh, shout out to Adidas. Woo. I mean, I love Adidas. Right? So, <laughs> when I did it... You're like, such a brand haul, by the way. I'm a brand <laughs> <whore>. <laughs> yeah, So, why you was that? Why was the Adidas thing so, uh, special for you? Or something yeah, you like Yeah, because I love shoes. La. Then, <laughs> like, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> I really love shoes. So, yeah. Yeah, like, when they reach out to me, uh, it's like, oh, crazy. And I was like, supposed to do a photo shoot for these new shoes, you know, back oh, then. I was uh, like, 
super excited. <laughs> oh, what oh, shoes they, were those? Yeah. Adidas Tibula. Ooh. Well, that yeah. was that was 2015, 2016. So. Yeah. Right, so they right. knew they knew that you like shoes and then that's why they approached you or what? Like I don't know if people <laughs> knew that I like shoes. <laughs> that would be a bit creepy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, seems- but this, but but that's how they do their research, right? I mean mm. my my company also has a PR arm, so I kinda know how mm. it works in a sense where you obviously want to you you will see to like oh this person attracts what kind of like yeah. consumer database uh what kind of things that he posts so last time I used to post like my shoes mm. and stuff to the point that even you know Excel Arigato ah uh, yeah yeah I fucking love them okay and then when they reach out last time they weren't famous ah uh, like seriously yeah, yeah. like I actually had more followers than them. That back then okay? <laughs> wow wow so when they reached out to me i was super excited because i knew about them mm. i was like fuck oh my god exciting so they sent me shoes and yeah it made me fall in love with the brand even more <laughs> how long how long does the process usually take or what is it a very simple thing like they just contact you you say yes or no yeah um, you decide on like maybe a, a a price or something and then you just go ahead is it that simple or are there little nuances in between it really depends on the brand as well because mm. you know uh i feel personally if a brand or client respects uh the individual as like a marketing channel or, or a way to actually advertise and you know if it's that person's like rice bowl or if it's person's like token fee or whatever yeah. usually if they respect it respect it they will like ask you for rates and stuff mm. yeah or like they'll just or they'll outrightly say like oh we have a budget of blah 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 blah. we can do this and we're seeding or whatever then i think that it's easier to work with and it makes the yep. communication process faster right but there are also some that just email you and ask and tell you like oh we want you to be part of this uh, can we send you this 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 but it's like what are the deliverables? You never tell me. Yeah, like very vague stuff. Uh. Very vague, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you need to tell me what you want me to do. Because, of course, if you want to send me stuff and you don't expect me to post, uh, I will still do something, you know? Like, yeah, I will yeah, still yeah. IG story for you or That's mention you That's because you're nice. <laughs> but some people won't, right? No, I, okay, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Okay, I don't know about that. Yeah. But I assume that some people will probably not do anything about it or mention yeah. it. But for me, I feel like if it's something... uh. I like or I eat or I drink or whatever. Yeah, why not? I mean, especially if it's local. To me, it's very important. If it's a Singaporean brand or if it's a local brand, I think mm. it's okay for me to support, right? Like, yeah, like what's even though if it's yeah, even though it's not like a post, if it's IGS, I mean, you're not you're not paying me, but it's it's doing something, like I guess. Mm. But of course, if something's like bad or like I don't agree with, then I probably won't. Shout out lah. But so far, nothing has happened to me, thank God. So, yeah. so you're saying that it's actually on the owners of the brand to also do their research and to actually know what you are marketing to your audience and stuff like that lah. I feel that's important. But at the same time, uh, I mean, that's how I work also. Like, I won't just yeah. randomly, uh, very bad analogy, but can you imagine I like, oh, why not I invite uh, JJ Lin for your event but maybe the client's not even looking at that market target audience yeah. you know but JJ Lin can be suitable for another brand that mm. has traction or wants to invite or wants to 
get the awareness from all these people who follow JJ Lin, for example. Mm. Right? Yeah. So likewise, uh, like the 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 brand or even the PR agencies, they have to do their work. It's like it's like if a tech brand approaches you and you'll be like a total no, mismatch. <laughs> I mean I mean it really depends. Like mm. if it's a lifestyle product, right, why right. not? Like right. if it's a phone, I use a phone. If it's a yeah. I don't know, like your earphones, your headphones, and I will right. use them, what, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. But if you're telling me to like give you an article or like write something about like a review about like it, some super techie stuff, like <laughs> Yeah, then of course no lah. I will be like, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Yeah. Do you do you think yes become very like do you think yes it will become a more professional thing yeah. for this kind of um like in this let's say industry uh, yeah. like do you think it will or do you think it has become a very uh, industry by itself? Like when you first starting out, how was it different and then now has it become a sort of industry? Yeah, because I think we see even as consumers that yeah. the there's been an evolution in how people help brands promote their products. Like when we yeah. when we started out, it'll be we are more than happy to do it for for free or or like we're just happy to wear your brand. But now there's a lot more transactional. Yeah, um, you must like state deliverables, la, Don't yeah. know how, how much. Yeah. Or <laughs> things like that. Are you just shitting on what I said just now? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a, it's true. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, la, okay. Uh, I feel like yes, it has changed a little bit. <clears throat> Uh, but that's to my own uh, personal own experience right? yeah, because I'm yeah. not okay to, honestly I don't consider myself as an influencer I don't know but yeah. and plus like it's not a full time thing I'm just doing it for fun like yeah. yeah but I know of people I mean in Singapore you know of those people who who are just content creators they are yep. doing this full time yep. so I I believe it has changed a little bit it's no longer like as simple as I send you this product, I pay you for this uh, post mm. or I pay you for this video. Now it's more like, hey, we want to work with you. Like, mm. maybe the skin, skincare brands, like, how, how can you market my brand for me? So, the content creator slash influencer will then say like, oh, okay, uh, they want it to make it relevant to them as well. Right, and relevant right. to their uh, followers. Mm. So, basically, it's a collaboration between the brand and the, the content creator. So it's not so much like, oh, I just send this product, I pay you. You just talk yep. about this yep. through my. I just give you my press release. You just talk about it. You know, yeah. yeah. It's a bit more. I would say it, it got better. It def- yeah. to me it it really did get better. Like, um, it, it's a bit more personal touch as well. Cause, it's like you can't force a a product to a person that doesn't believe in the product or use that product. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, then I again, consumers can definitely tell a difference. Uh, yeah. Like I've seen, I remember the first time I've seen an example of that was when an athlete. So there's this thing I don't know if you guys seen like high smile. Um, no. It's like a big like teeth whitening thing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's high. It's like the brand is high smile, and I saw like Conor McGregor, which is like a fighter, <laughs> MMA fighter, like <laughs> talking about it, like show it the picture of oh, him. Oh, I like, think I saw. I saw. Like, putting yeah. that, I'm like, wait, what? He's like this, like badass, like don't give a fuck kind of guy, and like. <laughs> He's wearing high smile, like buy. He's like telling his followers to buy high smile. It was like so weird for me. And he's gonna probably get his teeth knocked out, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like protect the teeth that I have now. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange, huh? Yeah, so that that's why I say it's important for the brand also to to really research and find out who is suitable. 
You can't just because like, oh, this person is trending now, but does does this person do any add any value for your product or your brand? Yeah. 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 So that's really really important. I think even today, my job we are we we have to be very wary about this. Has has there been any? Do you find any intersection between your job doing events and this kind of site? Yeah, sounds Psychic. like the similarities. Yeah, because no people might think I'm moonlighting, right? <laughs> you, I think but you basic, are. I'm not. Okay, basically, my friend slash then boss and my yeah. current boss now also they actually encouraged me to do it. They right. were supportive of it, which was quite a oh. nice thing. Yeah, because it kind of like, boosts the events yellow. side of it a bit. Actually, not really. Eh. It doesn't really. No. Yeah, it doesn't really link, but I mean, I guess they were okay with me doing it. And then mm. uh, at the same time, I don't know, maybe through people that I know and all that also. Yeah, then like we, there were like some collaborations that I guess like maybe like if we do a small event or, or if like I invite those people that I know into the events and all that. <laughs> but it wasn't really like, really mixed up together la. it was very separate it's like whatever I'm doing is very personal and then mm. it doesn't affect yeah. my job and yeah they encourage it so I guess it was good have they ever engaged you for your for for their company event? <laughs> for your own company uh, yeah, I for think, your own company yeah, so, event so I believe that even though they're supportive but there might be conflict of interest oh. but, yeah. but having said that yes I did do a few <laughs> things because uh, the client also knows and the oh, client okay. was like hey, it's okay, la, I just do, you know, like, and I don't mind because I'm supporting the client also. And yeah, that's true. I, I, and I use the products. Obviously, if it's something that I don't use or or I feel like hey, it's not right, it's kind of like, yeah. in a way, taking advantage of me mm, mm, and mm. not like paying or whatever. It's just, you know, I'm doing our goodwill, right? So, of course, those that I agree and do is because I have a relationship with them already and also I believe in the product or the brand. Okay, so for this, we've, we've talked a bit about the, the good side yeah. of it. Do you receive, have, but have you received any um, negative? Any hate? Haters? Like, what's the negative side of it? If there yeah, is well, any. I, I don't know, eh. I got haters, ah, really. Ah. I don't even know. Eh. Do you? I, don't know. <laughs> I also don't know. I don't think so. I don't okay, know. If you, I don't, mean, if you don't have haters, then what's the negative part of, of, of being an influencer? Um, I would say sometimes people that I don't know may say like, oh, I, were you at this place? I saw you here. Oh. I mean, it's fine because I don't mind saying hi back, but nobody approaches really. Mm. So, mm. but then I'll just reply like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I mean, then sometimes, you know, these people like regularly like talk to you or ask you about the brands or the products that you posted. And mm. I think it's fine to just like reply them. And, you know, and some of them also coincidentally like, uh, attending events or like uh, I get to know true friends friends and stuff like that yeah mm. so in the end it's just a community la, to me it then, sounds yeah. like you've gotten quite a positive experience from from yeah. it well okay what about when you were first starting out right was there any pressure at all to buy engagement or buy followers or things like that to increase your following I, I don't think there was a Okay, I was stressed in a sense that like, okay, of course, when a brand engages me to do something, right? Yeah. And I post it, obviously, like a natural human being, I stress about it. I'll be like, <laughs> fuck, if this one like gets less than 1,000 likes, how? Yeah. Mm. Then I'll be like, fuck, you know? Because last time, you know how the 
the internet is saying that oh you must have like 10% likes if you of your followers yeah. then it's legit blah 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 but let me tell you it's all bullshit so <laughs> yeah basically back then when I used to have like 10k followers right yeah I used to have like 1000 plus 2000 likes and oh. then when I transitioned to like 40 30 okay after that when all the bots died or whatever I yeah. had 30 plus right yeah I still had a thousand plus or less it was like oh. it, it ranges lah ranges from like 700 to a thousand plus yeah so two things number one I thought like technically the algorithm thing is hurting the likes right yeah secondly also, yeah yeah then secondly to me I kind of blame myself also because I didn't use I mean I used to curate my feed mm. and ensure that whatever I post matches the previous post or whatever you know but after that I just didn't care like I, do, I didn't bother so <laughs> I just post whatever I have to post or I feel like posting. Ah. And mm. I guess that also affected. I mean, mm. so far that's what I, 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 I talk to people about and all that. Mm. And people always say this thing like, you need to have a, a, a style or a curated feed. Like if you are food and there's a way you take your photos and it gets like a huge amount of likes, then continue doing that, you know. But mm. then there's also another spectrum where, another side where people say, um, you need to, up game your your post because you can't post the same style same things all the time people are are very people are like exposed to a, a huge amount of things you know online and all that so yeah. you need to know what's on trend la. but for me i mean honestly from a few years ago to now i i care less i care less yeah. about these things um it's quite evident la. i think people around me know that i used to be quite intense like being worried, always looking at my Instagram or whatever. But over the past few years, they realized that actually, oh yeah, you don't really care anymore. You yeah. just post and then you don't care, you know? Yeah. So it used to affect you like, before that and then... Yeah, I, um, I would say, because I, I guess it was so new. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then at the same time, you were just like, oh, you have to care what, because people also see what, right? Yeah, mm. that's true. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But now, I guess, maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm old also. <laughs> <laughs> I think another... Part of it Lao is influencer. Another <laughs> part of it is you definitely have a core following, No matter whether you change your style or something, there'll be a group of people that like what you do. Mm. Um, like your true fans, in a sense. Yeah, so but I'm then sh- again, yeah. there are new people coming up. Right. Right. Yeah, they are like the more and more influencers in that sense. More and more content mm. creators coming up. Mm. So, I I know people are probably thinking like, oh, how do you stay relevant? But for me, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I stay relevant. No, I don't really care anymore. Like, <laughs> no energy to care for. <laughs> yeah, care but the thing is, I, why I like doing what I do is because it's fun. And, and yeah, it's just fun. You, you get stuff that you want and then you get things that, you know, you get to go to places that you want also. Right? I think I mean, it also helps part me. Of it. it also helps me be in touch with what's happening with a lot of brands. Oh, and yeah, that can true. also help my in that sense yeah. yeah because like this for example fall winter collection of a certain brand and they want to like send me press release and send me things or whatever and I find out about it I'm like oh yeah okay this is cool like then maybe I can research more on like what other brands are doing during this period so mm. and it helps my job yeah then, then do you think because you mentioned like all the new kind of new content creators coming in right and then some of them sort of give the entire industry somewhat of a bad name right then do you ever think like oh, um, th- there has been a sort of shift in the way that brands approach you 
maybe they 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 have more caution also because of the, all the bad publicity that influencers have been getting. What was bad that happened? <laughs> I, I don't know. No, it can be anything. What like I, I don't know. Like uh, buying likes or you know followers. Oh, okay, things those like that. things. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I don't know why people would do that because it's such a waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> it's like money when spend this kind of thing. What else? Damn stupid. Ah. Um, I, mean, I think they're desperate. I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I I I I I hear you because I think I I also hear you know like the young I guess younger generation that yeah. that they somehow want to be an influencer, mm. which I I don't get because I think they're smart, right? Yeah, like they can be so much more. <laughs> But they're but, more technically, not technologically savvy, right? So I mean, they they are using more TikTok and they're using more, you know. Oh my god! Please don't talk to me about TikTok. I cannot. Different things about their <laughs> Instagram videos. They are doing introducing different uh edits and stuff like that. So, yeah lah. There's I think there's a saturated market, and that's why it's so competitive, and that's why they may be resorting to certain things. Then is that affecting like the way you do your content creation or whatever? I would say. It just question, makes me question why, because it feels mm. very inauthentic and like no integrity, lah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like sometimes I think like okay, I mean I guess they care. Uh, I don't care, but at the same time, if let's say let example only, if let's say a brand mm. engages me and engages this person, right, that yeah. buys likes or 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 whatever. So sometimes, of course, I will be like annoyed, lah. I guess like um, you do, they you do know the same category. <laughs> Sorry, they see you in the same category as them. Yeah, and also, pe- the the brand also will do their their, I guess, results like oh, yeah, this person has brought in how many likes or whatever engagement rates. So then I wouldn't want to be placed in a bad light just because I didn't buy likes, and mine mm. is just like. I, I don't even know what people like anymore. Sometimes you can post a photo and it's like suddenly, and I don't even like the photo, for example. I don't like how I look yeah, in that yeah. photo and it can be like a thousand over likes. Then I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Then something that I posted that I like and I thought would be nice, I get like yeah. 500, 600 likes. So, <laughs> so I don't buy likes and I don't do this kind of thing. But what if people think I did because my yeah, likes yeah. varies, right? Because this photo did better than the other one. It's not consistent. But then again, I'm just like, okay, so I did a bit of uh, research back then. Like I was like, okay, so I went to like some local celebrities or uh, even famous ones from global, uh, uh, regional or whatever, right? I just go to the Instagram, mm-hmm. I see some photos and there's also a difference in the number of likes. So for example, a oh. uh, uh, 500,000 follower uh, a celebrity, right? He yeah. maybe usually has like 5k likes, 4k likes. But some photos he posts is like 1,000, 2,000 likes mm. for a 500,000 follower account. So to me, I'm just like, okay, I mean, it's evident no matter how many uh, followers you have, it, followers, it, it, yeah. the likes are hard to, to sort of like project out. Lah. Like you don't know how many you'll garner. Because you don't know what people, people like anymore. <laughs> I guess sounds very stressful. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's why that's why I say just care less now lah. Like I just post all, I do my job, I post. Of course, um, I hope you'll do well, and I don't want to mm. post anything that will tarnish the brand or the product. Yeah. Then I think I'm in the clear lah. I'm just 
โอเคเนาะอย่างคูคู this I think this is the first time we've we've actually un- tr- talk to someone who understood so much yeah. about this because <laughs> we 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 never really we never really thought oh we we thought that oh, okay means that if there's such a drastic difference right means confirmed by likes or like you know means I used I used to think that also I honestly used to think yeah. that but then slowly it it happened to me also like my my likes were kind of consistent like it always ranges oh. from like. 700 to 1000 yeah. but then some photos can get 3k mm, so i'm just like crazy huh like why what, what's happening then some photos will be like 600 400 you know and i'm like oh yeah. shit okay but what, what can i do yeah so you don't you don't even deal with like negative comments at all you don't even see them you don't actually i don't really across them. i don't really have negative comments and oh wow. my comment my <laughs> comments really are like average eh? I feel like uh, an average photo maybe about I don't know 5-10 comments but if something is quite a uh, they garner a lot of uh, likes and all that right a lot of engagement rates probably maybe 20 plus 30 plus comments and oh, usually okay. it's okay like not bad but like yeah I never really got bad comments but I do get weird comments from bots like you know the forex oh. money changer oh. Yeah, yeah like, I've seen those. Yeah, so when I, when I see this, I'm just like, why am I getting this? Because I don't use any other program. I don't yeah. I don't buy likes or followers. I don't use I really don't use any other thing. I only just use yeah. Instagram. So how did this person find my profile? So I thought like, okay, I don't know I don't know how to figure this out. But I also see like my friend who is a like a video DJ. I see her mm. profile. I, I did see that comment before. The <laughs> The high sell, sell your coins. Yeah, to yeah. Me oh my god, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say the coins. So I was like, uh, if you have exotic, don't know what exotic coins from Singapore. Yeah. Oh then, then the profile picture is like some guy selfie like in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so the most it's a randomest thing. Yeah. So I was thinking, okay lah, if these like legit uh local celebs right have also, then I guess it's like yeah. it's like they probably find you randomly. I guess. <laughs> yeah. They just yeah. look for people with like high following then they just add comment there yeah mm-hmm. I, I, I guess also because you're a guy then you don't really deal with like those uh, comments from, oh, oh, oh. from other male audiences where they like oh you know oh, you're you, talking about you those know, kind of comments sh- yeah those those kind of um, no like I got, I got, I got weird DMs yeah oh okay okay <laughs> yeah, like, but the one is not comments right? it's like weird DMs what, what oh. kind of weird DMs have you yeah what's the had? weirdest oh, if I say this very weird right no, uh, you don't have to say the name. No, you it's not name, but say... if I say it, it's weird, oh. what? <laughs> okay, 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 fine. I'll it's say up it. to you if you want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think it's an interesting thing to... Because people will, okay, will so, never know unless you... So people will ask me things like, oh, nice feet you have. <laughs> okay. Like feet, like, like we wear shoes that... Yeah, like if feet. I take a photo of my shoes or... Feet? Yeah. Oh. Or if I take... I thought social media feed. No, or if like I take photo oh. of my feet at the, oh not photo like IG story for example I IG myself yeah, yeah. at the poolside with my feet, like in the oh. sun people like oh nice feet you have that kind of thing, or like, uh. like it's just very weird. Sometimes ask personal questions then I just don't answer like, I don't I don't reply. Mm, mm. Then I mean um I don't know if this is like what people get so but I get like dick pics. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Uh. 
interesting. How interesting. how how do you deal with that? Like, do you just like ignore it? Ignore lah. <laughs> do I don't. And like, what the fuck? I don't report to police. Screenshot report to police. Aiyah, what can they do? I, so, right? uh, anyway, like whatever. Right. Just just like that law. I I don't. I mean, yes, it's good if people want to make a stand on it or like expose the person. But then again, yeah. some of these accounts they're not even like from Singapore. Yeah, that's so true. I'm just like yeah. My life is really so complicated. I want to make it more complicated, man. I just leave it, lah. <laughs> just like ignore. So long as nothing happens or they don't harm anyone or like me or whatever. Mm. But of course, having said that, if let's say this is getting out of hand, like if like people that are young or whatever and they get this kind of thing, of course it's wrong, lah. Like yeah, of course, those people yeah. should go and report or whatever. But for me, yeah, I should report. I mean, I can report to Instagram, right? Yeah. But I. That's all I will do lah. Cause some of them are not even from Singapore, so there's nothing I can do with the law here. Oh, another thing, I have a lot of weird like fake accounts on me lah. Like people will just create account and use oh. my photos or post as me. And I I don't know how many times my friends, a lot of my friends send me that I'm on I'm on like Coffee Meets Bagel or like I'm on <laughs> I don't know what freaking app there is now. But basically, people just use my photos and say that. Yeah, I, I'm them or whatever and it's just very irritating what, what's the worst one you've seen uh, not worst one but the funny one is the guy took a photo of me <laughs> doing an ad for like a watch brand and I was like in a uh-huh. suit right and the person just said I was like 39 years old or 37 years old or something like that I was like what the <laughs> fuck I'm not that old I'm not even in my 30s thir- I think you I think I'll feel insulted if yeah. I were you I was so insulted I was like hey you want to use my photo but you go and say I'm 37 or 39 I'm not even 30 yet you know then then I'm that say that oh, I'm an engineer and I love I'm a very warm person or something like that I don't know what the person said it's basically very cheesy <laughs> la, and and that's my face eh. so like people might think why people see me on the street and like think that that is me <laughs> yeah yeah that guy the engineer who's like just a warm guy <laughs> yeah then I was like okay so I try I mean I try my best if like people tell me then like I'll ask them to help me report or whatever and on yeah. Instagram also there's accounts that are like using my photos hey, it's quite scary yeah, because those accounts like they set up right and then they use like for a while only yeah, but they can get like 500 to a thousand followers kind. Oh wow. And wow. and people are liking the photos. I'm just like, oh my god, but that's not the person. That's me. Yeah. So it's a bit this really identity has never, theft already. It has never affected you in real life, la, right? I mean Singapore has it ever has Singapore's quite safe, so nothing mm. that yeah, you don't get any like stalkers or any. <laughs> AK don't say this kind of thing. People, people sending you with. Don't, don't give people the idea. <laughs> 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 no lah, don't have lah. Our celeb, hello, our local like, celebrities really don't even really don't really yeah, get no. stalked because our culture is not there, which is good. Like I feel like, yeah, yeah it's good. You okay, you don't really deal with negative comments. Uh, you you delete so uh, you delete those um unsavory content and things like that. But uh, was there a time where um, sort of these things uh, really affected you or, or no? Like you've always been consistent with how you deal with these, these comments. Mm, but then again, I don't really get, so I don't know how to say. But I mean, I can talk about esteem-wise, like self-esteem-wise. Like, yeah. of course, it, it did affect me before. Like, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, okay, um, like very superficial stuff lah basically 
Yeah, because they're commenting on your physical appearance, right? So how do you feel when you know uh, when, when you get comments like that? Well, so far I feel like people are encouraging uh oh. to me personally. So it's good. But then again, I'm a person that I'm my I'm my worst critic, right? So yeah. I actually don't like even if it's a compliment. Because yeah. You don't take compliments very easily. Yeah, I, 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 I don't do well with it. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a good thing that people are doing, but like, I mean, I don't take well to it. Uh, and also, I'm a person that, uh, yeah, I, I, if I reach a goal, I have to reach another goal, you know, I'm that kind of person. <laughs> so whether it's my- Never satisfied. Yeah, I'm never satisfied. Like my work, my, my, my personal life, uh, whatever I do with my exercises, um, in terms of like knowledge on like whatever things I feel like once I hit a certain mark that I want to be I still want to grow I still want to make sure that I can do better so mm. I guess that will that sometimes takes a toll on me la. like like when is it going to be enough you know mm. yeah mm. so which is why it brought me to to thinking uh, to my thoughts like a few years ago where I should care less on social media because yeah. yes, that is part of my life. That is who I am. I'm not, I'm not a persona or, or I'm not faking it online, you know. Yeah. I'm just who I am. So, but if, if it doesn't sit well with people or whatever, then whatever lah. Because who cares? I mean, I only answerable to myself and my family and my friends, what, right? Yeah. And the rest is just for fun lah. Like, it's, it's just a side thing that I'm doing anyway. So, yeah. But of course, the constant struggle of like, self-esteem and all that is still there but it's definitely way better than before yeah. actually you, it's interesting that you talked about um like whatever whatever you are on on social media because there are some influencers that have taken up causes then for you i know personally you really like uh conservate conservation and you like you know saving the environment things like that so how do you actually sh- uh, choose what to showcase on your social media hmm. do, you, do you know what i mean yeah like why 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 do why do some influencers choose to you know adopt certain causes or things like that or maybe you can talk about your own experience? For me, I I I I speak my mind. I say, I would yeah. say because like for example, I'm very into like the whole useless plastic, uh, yeah, animals, animal rights, and uh, all these kind of things. So a lot of times, I will just post on IG and all that and and Facebook, right? I'll talk about those kind of things and, and hopefully people will see. And I think it works because there was a period where I was aggressively like, um, sorry, hold on. I was like aggressively uh, posting on Facebook about what other countries are doing with waste and uh, with the plastic oh. thing and all that, right? And yeah. I was actually very happy because a lot of like people or even my friends who now live in Amsterdam and all that, they actually reach out to me like, hey, check this out in Singapore. Or hey, do you know that in Amsterdam, I they have this whole store that is like completely zero uh, packaging, zero waste, whatever thing. Right. And that's where I get to know more. And I feel like it may be annoying to some people that I keep sharing on Facebook mm. or whatever about these kind of things, <laughs> but I don't care because basically somehow it is going to be embedded into your minds. Or like you will get aware about it, right? So, yeah, I guess it's a good thing. I don't care. I just post. I just keep posting, and then, (laughs) 
Yeah, and also I have a, I have a friend who works for WWF in Singapore. So oh. he knows also I'm interested in this and that's why he kept uh, asking me to help him lah, to like just, hey, I got this new campaign, can you share it on IG or whatever? I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And I don't care like whether there's any benefit for me because it benefits the environment, right? So I'll just do it. Mm. Yeah. But, but if what do you think of um, the whole environmentalism thing in Singapore? Like, because... Um, like last week we all know what happened like the whole GE and stuff and we were discussing about it and I think one thing I said I saw that was missing was um, people talking about the environment and there was just very little talk about it like what do you think about the whole situation in Singapore about environmentalism being a, having a better eco-friendly um, country what do you think of that? We can do way better <laughs> That's it's always it's like how I, I see my work and my life, right? You have to always do better. Mm. It's like how I feel mm. like we as a country can do so much better. Uh, I mean, we are already quite good, I would say, in that sense. Um, mm-hmm. But as a small country with only like five, six million people, there's so yeah. much more that we can do. And I don't understand why uh, I think many years ago, they took away the whole... I know they, they didn't take away, but they charged you for plastic, right? At like... Yeah. supermarkets and then all of a sudden it became free again like you can just get your plastic oh, bags yeah, for they free stopped that. they stopped that you I see I just realised yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just like what are you doing you are taking a step back like I was right. so irritated I'm so angry and geez, yeah. so so basically we can do better and um, mm. I, I I have actually been speaking to a lot of friends and all that I, I'm happy to also hear that a lot of younger generation are doing even more than what I think our generation is doing mm. or like you know I feel like we have the knowledge but not all of us actually act on it yeah so uh, to me I feel like um, you know it's not just about or having more greenery or trees around uh, yeah. each building or within a building you must have how many trees but it boils down to daily activities like you see everyone mm. is shopping every day that is one thing that we can cut already. Yep. Just don't have plastic bags so that people will naturally be, make it as a habit that they have to bring their own bag out. And yeah, mm. so what if people complain for like the first six months to a year or whatever, people complain, people like want to do petition or whatever. I don't know why they want to do that, but whatever. <laughs> they do that. Whatever lah, just ignore. Just just continue with like progression. Like you, Okay, honestly, look at Taiwan. Taiwan is really like doing so much more than us. Yeah. I don't think they actually have plastic. They're going to be plastic free in 20, don't know what, uh, 2030 or 2050 or whatever, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, and they're really doing oh. so much more than us. And I feel like we can do way better. Way, way better. Yeah. I think probably education is also a part of it. Like in school, we learn very little about recycling. The, the only thing I remember about recycling in school is like the three R's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's just the extent to what they taught us. And it has so much detail right. into it so Need many to ways really. can do it. and also recycling it's not even like legit I feel because yeah and we don't even recycle properly here yeah um, but I, I, I don't, I don't yeah. know whether I don't know I read about it they said because we we, hmm. we burn our things right and then whatever energy comes from that is like used for something else or whatever I'm not sure so basically right. it's a clean thing or whatever I'm not sure but hmm. basically Recycling is is like there must be more education on it, lah. Because 
you can't yeah. recycle a lot of things. Even mm. even some paper things you can't recycle because there's a plastic lining, or yep. or like yep. your your bottles that you can recycle is still dirty with some liquids or whatever. You 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 yep. already can't recycle that. So there's no proper yeah. way la. And another thing about why our country can do better is because like when I was in Japan uh in twenty fifteen. Like when I go to Starbucks, when I go to McDonald's in Japan, or when I go to like Yoshinoya or whatever, they actually have proper like segments in every of those stores, you know. Like they have a place where you can rinse your cup. Let's say you got residue, right? You can rinse your cup and you can put in the recycling area. You can throw your trash away and then they'll separate out. They'll tell you your your lid goes here, your cup goes here, your 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 yeah. food, uh whatever goes here. So if, mm. if all these like if Japan can do it why not why, why can't we yeah. yeah I think we claim ourselves to be a first world country but there are so many other things we have to catch up on yeah um, yeah and it was a pity that, that not more was brought to it or is being brought to it speaking uh, but it's good it's great that you are you're highlighting it yeah. to your actually speaking your of account. the elections just now right you were saying <laughs> I actually feel like we should also talk about influencers and the election yeah sure like like what do you have to what are your thoughts on it <laughs> let's hear your thoughts. i don't know i feel like i i i seen some people you know with the whole black life matters before this yeah and mm. some of them actually <laughs> some of them actually posted it right yeah the black square yeah and i'm like okay that's Blackout good Tuesday. yeah i'm like that's good like of course it's a, it's a global thing and racism happens everywhere right so yeah. it's good that they post but then when it came to the elections or when it came to uh, what happened to uh, the the workers' party yeah. lady, Raisa. right? Raisa, right? Raisa Khan. Yeah. yeah. Why? I, I I mean, I don't see a lot of them posting about it or like, or like standing for zero. her. Not zero. I mean, I'm sure there's like people like I would say pretty please. I guess. Yeah. Okay. I I I wasn't really into it, so I'm not certain, sure. Certain people, certain people do like, yeah. like pretty please. I think mentioned. people who have always talked about these things talked about it still, and those yeah. who yeah suddenly talked about it suddenly like mostly mostly remain silent. I, I would say yeah. from what yeah, I saw because I was very passionate during the whole G thing, <laughs> yeah. and I was just what, what were you passionate about? Like standing up for what is right, lah. Like basically, I was mm. like whatever she commented that was that was um years ago or whatever right it didn't matter it was a legit comment she has every right to comment that there yeah. was nothing wrong with that she can be i don't care who she is she can be a politician she can be a normal person she can be a millennial or whatever on the streets and she said that she had every right to say that mm. as a, yeah. a, a, a malay woman basically right yeah. she can do she can say that because she has legit claims to that and the fact that there was a police investigation on that about her, it was just so ridiculous. Cause and it's still going on. I thought it's not mm. okay, but whatever. It's like I don't understand. Like, how is this happening to her? So obviously, I voiced out my opinions, and I was like, no, I stand by her, and I even followed. Also, I posted on uh, IG stories and Facebook, right? And I think a uh, acquaintance of mine from Facebook said, "Hey, can you join the Facebook group like uh to support her lah?" So I just joined and yeah. I just shared and 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 I guess more and more people join lah. And I was just thinking like, "Oh my god, I as much as I don't think I'm an influencer, but I know I have a voice, right? That's why mm. I I have to say these things. I have to put it out mm. there and let people be educated and let people know that it's okay that she said those things and 
I felt like people who are really like uh, celebrities or like your real life influencer, you should also do the same yeah. because yeah. what's the point of having your voice then? Like, yeah. you need to... You, it's well, like a lot of people have like, even even us, like our impression of people with a lot of following, like let's say influencers, like yeah. our, the questions we prepared to ask you was with brands, your collaboration with brands, with products, yeah. with like consumer goods, but not so much... About causes. politics, about causes, yeah. about activism. Like, I think you made a very great point that that all these influencers should use their influence for more. Like, but what? Why do you better. think people value your voice? Why? Why do you think you know? Is like you mentioned, is it's just that because you were sort of blessed with with a large following. Why? Why should people value what you have to say about certain things? Very good question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, everyone has their right and opinion, right? In that sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's, a, it's what, what is good about uh, our younger generations in that sense is we should mm. discuss things. Yeah. It's a discussion, you see. Agree. Like, yeah. I may say things or I may not be aware of things and I may have said things wrongly, for example. I may stand by things mm. that uh, may seem right, but actually it's not. So I feel like when you actually say these kind of things and it creates a discussion, it creates conversation. And that's when people will be like, oh yeah, that's that's actually right or that's actually wrong, you know? And that's when you can actually reflect on yourself and like, and do better lah, and understand better. Yeah. Because yeah, good point. to be fair, I am, I am not like woke in that sense because yeah. I am so out of it like i don't even know what is appropriate anymore or what it's not i mean of course the basis is there right like certain yeah. things you know that obviously it's more morals and all that you can do or not but there are some things obviously draws a gray gray line you know like you don't know whether it's black or white and i think it's always good to ask your friends or discuss with your friends and find out like oh actually this is okay or not you know mm. yeah and but and yeah, I understand with, what with you, influencers yeah sorry go go ahead I, I understand what you mean like why would people value your voice or whatever but basically if you know that it's right you know that whatever she said or whatever is okay why not just tell people like hey you know just be kinder just be okay like yeah. why why you don't don't be alarmed or like don't let this sway your 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 choice or your thoughts or whatever yeah yeah i think that's why i mean talk about like gutter politics right like won't you be angry because of a, a a sort of like a false accusation or whatever then what if they didn't win for example yeah then mm-hmm. isn't it unfair play yeah so yeah. i feel like if you have a voice use it lah. I, I guess with with influencers it's because there are a lot more eyeballs on them. So if they make a wrong move, then it's how open they are to criticism. Lah. So I guess people, when they choose, pick and choose what causes they choose to support, then that bears in their, that plays in their mind. What? Oh, if yeah. I sort of support this BLM and then I don't support like, you know, migrant workers, then what are people going to say? Actually, I, I, I agree with you because I feel like maybe some of them don't even want to say anything about this because they don't want to seem like they are, they are favouring a party over the other, for example. Mm. I mean, regarding this GE, la, which I, yeah. I understand because technically, 
whoever you vote for is your your own tai <laughs> like it's your secret yeah. but then again yeah. the to me the i stand for Risha is not whether i'm siding her or not as in yeah. in terms of her party i'm just right. for her i'm standing for her as an individual that this should not be happening to her so mm. let me give mm. an example if let's say she is under pap right let's yeah. say she's under our government pap whatever and she said these things and people are attacking her i i will probably stand by her so i'll be like no why, why are you using this as part of the political movement it's not what like she yeah. didn't say anything wrong she did not say any unless she said something racially like wrong then yeah lah. of course mm. people will probably go after her but she didn't so mm. yeah the key thing is you are open to debate lah. that's that's the thing yeah. that you are trying to say with your platform that you are putting your views out there and then people are open to also tell you maybe you're wrong yes. and then you're open to debate then. yes okay and then of then course that, I mean that's fair yeah, lah. Yeah. That, that's what I feel lah. It's definitely mm. a good mindset to have and I think if you continue on with it, it's a, it sets a very good example for up-and-coming influencers. <laughs> I mean, because like, like not, I, I really don't see many people do that. Like, and people with like influence, I don't see many of them do that. And it's quite a pity. Like mm. you see that during the general election because it is like that certain time frame where yeah, people are talking trendy about this. and all that. Um, but... I think now on or even like a month before it happened, like there was nothing on it. And definitely people should, uh, with a voice, should be heard, should talk about things that uh, matter a lot more. Like like not even like even politics, but like um, being eco-friendly, um, yeah. saving the yeah. environment. These, these are things that people should hear a lot more. Actually, I see that and, a little bit based on the environmental part. Lah. Mm. Yeah, like... Mm. Uh, people I know like Meitan or that they are doing all these like environmental friendly stuff or like they are advocating for uh, the environment and I think it's really good any uh, lasting advice for <laughs> aspiring influencers we are we are aspiring influencers <laughs> yeah yeah As you can <laughs> any see, advice we, for us we are trying to have an influence I'm a nobody leh it's okay, okay you're more, I mean, you are you're, more nobody than us yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're less of a nobody than us <laughs> I'm very confused. You're less of a nobody than us. You're more yes, somebody. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Just be yourself. Lah. And honestly, don't mm. take, don't really, don't take things so seriously. <laughs> yeah. Just so long as you are not doing anything bad or, 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 or in your conscience, you know that it affects your integrity or whatever, then don't do it. Lah. Yeah, that's true. If you know, if if a little a little bit of you really feels like, hey, this might be wrong, then it probably is wrong. Mm. So just don't do it. Yeah, just be yourself. Yes, the wise words. And nobody you. owes you a living. <laughs> so work hard and do it yourself. <laughs> yes. Thanks, thanks, Clarence, for the wise words. The pep talk. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a good discussion. I think it went. Like we didn't even plan to talk about the whole activism and political side of it, and I'm glad we brought it up because it it was something that I didn't even realize that kept correlating influencers, influencers. on Instagram just with like brands, brands. and consumer yeah. products, and not so much their ability to influence positive things. Yeah, public opinion. Glad, on yeah, things. public opinion. Um, things things that are good for people, and I think it was a good 
um, turn to the discussion. I think social media played a lot for the G this time out. Definitely. Yeah, sure. And I think it... it, it sorry? No, I think it's good because I feel like people are more open to discussion, like what I said. Because yeah. if not, I, I feel like people will be more afraid. People don't understand. And I feel mm. like with discussion, you are more knowledgeable to certain things, even politics, which yeah. some young people or actually even old, older people, they might not even read up on they don't read the manifesto yeah. they don't know what's happening they don't know who not is exposed to yeah, they're not exposed to yeah. who's saying what and whether it sits well with them or not so I think whether you're an influencer or you're a regular person and you're posting or you're show, sharing this on your Instagram or your Facebook it is still a voice mm. and it's important la. yeah not yeah I guess not only influencers should, everyone should everyone should have a voice have a voice everyone has a voice yeah but don't don't have a yeah. voice and say stupid things <laughs> yeah, or don't <laughs> for uh, good voice for good yeah or like <laughs> to question or to discuss you know at the very least I think open heart <laughs> open heart open mind okay thank you thank you Clarence <laughs> yeah it's well, it was a good one discussion. and a half hours of discussing different things yeah la, are you gonna wrap up soon I hold my pee damn long you know? okay 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 we we are done <laughs> thank you for hey. listening thank you for listening do we have to uh, thank you everyone for listening yeah. Yeah. this is the second segment of skills pay bills <laughs> Clarence needs to pee yeah and uh, you can catch us on Instagram uh, Twitter Facebook uh, YouTube and Stitcher and Apple Podcasts how and can how can people find you Clarence don't don't need to find me yeah now. if they want to know more Okay, they can find him on Clarence. Find him. <laughs> find him on ClarenceWX at on Instagram. Clarence Thank w. you. Thank you. Okay, thanks Clarence. Thank you. Bye bye. You can go pee. Bye bye. Bye. Go pee, go pee. Bye.